Tonight on Rock Strikes 10, 10 songs with the exact same title. Yes, it's possible. Alright, hit it. Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, whether you're doing it on cnjradio.com or you're subscribed on iTunes, leaving a comment, of course, and never missing one single episode. Thank you very much, everybody out there, friends of the show. And speaking of friends of the show... You might have heard this guy's name on the show before. I need to have him on at some point for sure. But longtime friend of the cnjradio.com family. Guy by the name of Adam Arthur. Adam, this one's for you. Once again, you inspired another theme. And I'm sure just by your actions, you knew what you were doing. You created yet another episode of Rock Strikes 10. So let's fill everybody else in on why. Uh, going back a few days ago, I know the music community, the big album right now is the new Beck record. Honestly, I haven't listened to it yet, sans a few samples, but uh, whenever Adam was talking about it on Facebook the other day, he was saying that the new album's really good, and uh, somebody asked the question before I could, is it Mellow Beck or is it Funky Beck? And uh, Adam responded, it was Mellow, just like the Sea Change record. Now... I do not like the Sea Change record. I, I'm i not going to say that I can't stand it, uh, but I'll just tell you the comment I left on there. It says, looks like I'll be skipping this one. Depressing Beck is just not for me. I'm not saying it's bad stuff or it lacks talent, not in the least. I just wish he would swing again. Uh, actually, I posted last night, I, I want the Beck back that owns Prince Records and Leather Pants. So, like the Midnight Vultures type stuff. More Midnight Vultures than Odelay, even, even though I like Odelay. Uh, hope you're with me on this. Trust me, there's some payoff here, even if you're not a Beck fan. I promise. Uh, anyway, I said the last thing I really enjoyed of his was the Time Bomb single back in 2007. And Adam responded, that's a great single. And he goes, you know, Joey, you could do an entire list of songs all called Time Bomb. So many bands have that song title. And, hey, there you go, an episode is born. So, you're going to hear lots of different styles today here on the show. Uh, this kind of theme gives way to a lot of variety, so stick with me here. Until then, let's kick it off with the inspiration of today's show. This is Beck with Time Bomb. Now fuck your head, phone! Got 
right, kicking off the show here proper today. That was Beck with Time Bomb from 2007. That was a single only, a download, and uh, that's the way I got it. So I do recommend that for sure. That's a that's a great song, really fun. Has that great throwback, but also modern at the same time. So, and he's always been really good at that when he wants to. So there you go. Like I said, I'm I'm enough of a Beck fan to where I have an opinion about what kind of music I want him to put out. All right, moving on here, we got nine more songs that have the title Time Bomb in it. And the next one here, this is the only semi-cheat because the word Time Bomb is in it. And it's not the full title, but it's part of the title. I'm really geeky about that kind of stuff, but everything else is completely just with the one word Time Bomb in it. But I had to play this song because I've always really liked this song a lot, so I feel like I would be remiss if I didn't play it. And... I like this guy. Mr. Lindsey Buckingham, very underrated talent, I think. I know people think, well, you know, Fleetwood Mac's not underrated, but I, I still believe that Lindsey is, like I said, uh, even as a solo guy and as a guitar player. He's such a phenomenal guitar player, really and truly. This goes all the way back to 1985. For those of you around my age, you will have good nostalgia for this song. If it's 1985, you know what that means. It's from the Back to the Future soundtrack. This is the second song off of the soundtrack after the big, huge, massive monster hit by Huey Lewis, Power of Love. And I think it's a really cool tune, uh, you know. So let's bring it back. Here you go. This is Lindsey Buckingham with Time Bomb Town. There you go. That was Lindsey Buckingham with Time Bomb Town from the Back to the Future soundtrack from 1985. Of course, from 1985. And uh, speaking, I mentioned Huey Lewis earlier before that, of course, and you, you kind of have to when you're referencing Back to the Future. But speaking of people named Huey, uh, a guy named Michael Huey played drums on that track, and Lindsey played all the other instruments besides that. Uh, but I, I had to find something, a nice fun fact for you. I have to do it pretty much on every episode because I love doing that sort of thing. But like I said, Michael Huey played the drums 
on that particular song. He was a longtime session guy, and he played on a ton of records uh, by Walter Egan. If you're familiar with Walter Egan, you know that huge song he had in the 70s, Magnet and Steel, which actually Lindsay and Stevie Nicks did the backup vocals on that song. You can totally hear it now when you go back and listen to that. It's like, oh, that's totally them, if you didn't know that before. So there you go. I, I don't know if that's how they met originally, but I like the tie-in, so uh, go with me there. Hope you enjoyed that song. The next one... Now for something completely different. Going to play uh, something from just two years after that, 1987. But looking for the yang to that yen. Going to play uh, something by Public Enemy. Yes, I'm a Public Enemy fan. I've played them, I think, two or three times on the show since its inception. Uh, but I think Public Enemy is very rock and roll. Massively rebellious. You know, just to, I think they're one of the more important bands that have ever existed, and I do mean that. So here you go. They have a song called Time Bomb, and thankfully it's off of their debut album, Yo Bum Rush the Show. This is a great album. It's an essential album. At least I think so. Hope you're with me on this. Check it out. Turn it up. This is Public Enemy, the mighty P.E. with Time Bomb. Hey, Chuck, we got some non-believers out there. Yo, we got to do something about that, man. Yo, we got to get stupid. Yo, we got to let them know what time it is. You go through it all when I jump in my car. People treat me like a real ass dude. Just fall and matter who you are when I'm up the bar. I bet you go There you go. That was Public Enemy off of their debut album, Yo Bum Rush the Show. And of course, that was Time Bomb. Uh, I, I did see, looking up, just trying to find some fun facts about that record, but probably the most uh, fun fact I could find was that The Enemy, the long-time, long-time music magazine from Britain, ranked at number 49 of the top albums of the 80s. Uh, also, Vernon Reed uh, has some guitar work on that song. I believe on the song Sophisticated Bitch. And Vernon was always that go-to guy uh, for early hip-hop. Uh, he played guitar on Kings of Rock by Run DMC. I think maybe a couple of songs on that. So, 
And I know Vernon played some other sessions for some hip-hop guys, but uh, I'm just drawing a blank here. It's early. It's early for me. But not just Kerry King was the go-to Def Jam guy, but so was Vernon Reed, the great Vernon Reed. All right. Next up, once again, now for something completely different. We're going all the way to German metal with Udo Dirk Schneider. Yes, the iconic lead singer from Accept. There's nobody like him. And this actually comes from his solo run, uh, his last initial solo album from 1991, before he got back with Accept, although he is doing the Udo band again. But this is off of an album called Time Bomb, and this is its title track, so I hope you enjoy. Turn this one up, too. Schneider, that was Time Bomb from 1991. I hope you enjoyed that. And uh, there's a really good reissue 
uh, anniversary edition of that record. So go check it out. It's out there now for you to enjoy. I believe his whole solo catalog is like that. So there you go. This is what I love about this show. If I may brag a little bit. So far we've played Beck, Lindsey Buckingham, Public Enemy, and Udo Dirkschneider. And I equally love all of those things. And I do mean that. Alright, while I'm showing off the variety, we're going to get into a block of style of sorts. The next five songs or so is going to be pretty much based around the punk rock genre, if you got a genre things. But we're going to start off this block here with a very influential British punk band uh, from kind of the second wave of the punk movement, 1982, a band called GBH. This is the first song off of their first album. So here you go, this is GBH with Time Bomb. Strikes 10, that was GBH, that's a long time coming. And of course that was Time Bomb, their first album called City Baby Attacked by Rats. Yes, great imaging there. And I didn't know this until like a couple of minutes ago, and I finally, finally looked this up. I never knew what GBH stood for, but it's a English criminal law term, which stands for Grievous Bodily Harm. There you go, very, very punk rock there. Uh, going from Britain to Scandinavia with the great Turbo Negro. Love this band. Uh, you know, I haven't given the new singer a decent shot yet, so I can't really comment on where they're at now, but just a massive fan of that band, at least for a long time. A little over 10 years now. When I, I, I think I found out about them in 2000, but they'd already put out a ton of records since then. This one is from 1994. Their second record called Never Is Forever, and you know what it's called, so here you go.
ago that was Turbo Negro with Time Bomb from the Never Is Forever record. Go check it out. That's a good record. If you've never checked out anything by them, I don't know if that would be the record I would recommend, as good as it is. Uh, I guess I would have to be lazy and say, listen to the first one I listened to, which is Scandinavian Leather. Although the album before that, Apocalypse Dudes, is also great. That's a great era for the band. So those two records I heavily recommend. Uh, and lowbrow lyrics but great arrangements you know i don't think they nearly got enough credit for having classic epic arrangements when they wanted to so when they kind of almost incorporate a bob ezrin type feel to their production i think they actually improved and and stood out amongst the pack of you know european garage rock so uh staying with european garage rock going over to sweden one of my favorite bands, especially of the modern era, the International Noise Conspiracy, which uh, the singer is the same singer from Refused. I, I always mention that because I don't think people would really notice if, you know, because stylistically the bands are so different. So, But here you go, off of their debut album. It's, it's sort of a debut album. It's a collection of seven inches put together for a record, but it was a proper release. The album called The First Conspiracy... And this song is called Time Bomb, and they do sing it that way, but it's it's uh, anagrammed. So, there you go. This is International Noise Conspiracy.
right, there you go. That was the International Noise Conspiracy with T dot I dot M dot E dot B dot O dot M dot B dot. Ha, time bomb. And like I said, that's off of the first conspiracy from 1999. Uh, I'd say if you're going to start with them, some playing some maybe not as well-known bands uh, for this part of the show, like I did with Turbo Negro, but... Start with Survival Sickness, the sophomore record. I think they actually got a lot better on that album. And yes, it is the first album I heard by them, but I still think it's definitely a better record for sure. Um, the majority of their catalog is awesome. So it, I don't know what the status is on the band since Refuse did some reunion shows a couple of years ago. Uh, I hope that they're not broken up, but you know who knows. I, I know that they probably secretly wanted a big success in America, especially with the garage rock semi comeback from the early 2000s. And they definitely belonged because they would have been the cream of that movement for sure, along with the hives. But uh, sadly, it just never happened for them in America. Uh, you know, people aren't that informed. I don't think they would have been aware that they were Marxist communists <laughs> also. So, you know, whatever. I can divorce politics from music most of the time. Uh, most of the time. Alright, anyway. Moving on here. And I know you, people probably like, where's that one that I really know? It's coming. Trust me. It'll be in this block, obviously. But it'll be after this song. Uh, of course. No stranger to the show. The great, iconic, legendary Ramones. From 1983. Very, very, very good record you should have by the Ramones. Just because it's not the first four records doesn't mean it's not a great record because, really, I don't think the Ramones have a bad record, and I will stand by that. They're all really good, and this one, Subterranean Jungle from 1983, is is a standout. Don't believe me, ask Skid Row or Green Day or the Helicopters. They've all covered songs off of this record, and, yeah, it's a good one, and... The song I'm going to play here, of course, it's called Time Bomb. Fun fact about this, this is Dee Dee Ramone's first ever lead vocal on a Ramones song. So here you go, enjoy this. The great Dee Dee with the Ramones. Time Bomb. <laughs> featuring Didi Ramone on lead vocals with Time Bomb. Oh, I forgot to do my Marky Ramone uh, DJ thing. That was the Ramones with Time Bomb. I am sort of on the album cover. No. Um, 
since I could reference Marky, I did just find out today, doing doing my research, that the reason that Marky's face on the album cover is partially obscured by the dirty subway window is because he was already on his way out of the band by the time the album came out. Matter of fact, there was a song on there that he didn't play on, and all of the promotional videos has Richie Ramone playing drums on it. So there you go. Marky would come back later to the band, of course, after Richie didn't work out. But there you go. There's your other fun fact for today for you fellow music geeks out there. All right. The song you probably knew that was coming. This is the most popular song I'm playing here on the show this week. But you know what? Even though this song was a single, and at the time maybe it was overplayed a little bit, but I still love this song. I still think it's great. It still gives me a charge. This really is one of the better bands of all time, I think, in my in my opinion. So here you go. I'm gonna play a rancid. Of course, you knew this was coming from the record. And out come the wolves. This is time bomb. If you wanna make a move, then you better come in. It's just a ability that reason that we're so thin. Living and dying and the stories that are true Sink to a collapse, knowing you're through Black coat, white shoes, black hat, Cadillac, yeah The boys are time bombs Black coat, white shoes, black hat, Cadillac, yeah The boys are time bombs Well, it's back in the hole where they got him living Like a rabbit, he's smarter than that Nine lives like a cat Fifteen years old, take them to the youth authority home First thing you learn, you gotta make it in this world Arguably Rancid's most popular song there. That was Time Bomb from And Out Come the Wolves. And I think that was like 95, I want to say. Yeah, that sounds right. I actually saw them when they were still promoting this record at Lollapalooza 96. They were they were awesome that day. They played almost an hour. And uh, Tim Armstrong forever endeared himself to me on that show because you know, he always usually plays a Gretsch real slung down low. Plus he's left-handed. You know, just for that extra cool factor. But the Gretsch he was playing that day was a hot pink slung down Gretsch to his knees. So punk rock, right? There you go. Love it. And fun fact about... Uh, the the best fun fact I could find out about Time Bomb, at the where the majority of the video was filmed, in the Lower East Side or the Upper East Side of New York, I'm not sure where they said it was, I don't remember now, but... The place they filmed most of the video is now currently the headquarters for Kickstarter. <laughs> so there you go. Um, is that punk rock? Is that DIY? Is it do-it-yourself if you're getting money? But, you know, it's kind of do-it-yourself. I don't know. What do you think? Send me an email. Listen to the end of the show and you'll get the address. And we're almost to the end of the show because this is the last song on the show here. 
Now, I, I feel really dumb, actually, because, you know, I consider myself to be a fan of this guy and the band that he comes from I'm a huge fan of. Uh, but Rico Kasich, I always thought that his first solo album was uh, Welcome to Paradise, I think is the name of it, from 85 or 86, the one that has Emotion Emotion on it. I always thought that was his first solo album, but it turns out he put out a solo album in 1982 while he was still in the cars and uh, you know like I like I said I feel dumb I, I had no idea this album existed I've never seen it in a store uh, why is this <laughs> but uh, it's nice to know that this exists you know definitely grabbed it as soon as I found out about it uh, but here you go you're gonna enjoy something off of this now I think this actually sounds like a good closer to me and here you go this is Rick Ocasek from his first solo album. This is Time Bomb.
closing out the show here today. That was Rick Ocasek with his song called Time Bomb. That's from his first solo album called Beatitude. Like I said, I, I, it's weird that I, I just, you know, I don't have to know everything, but that seems like such a big deal that I, I'm just, it's just weird that I never knew that existed. I found out that uh, Greg Hawks, the keyboardist from the car, has actually contributed to that album as well. So I guess, uh, you know, at least with him, it wasn't like a bad idea that Rick was doing a solo album. I don't know. And also contains a lot of uh, performance credits on there uh, by Jules Shear, who is probably better known as a songwriter, but he put out a ton of records himself. He wrote Cindy Lauper's All Through the Night and The Bangles, If She Knew What She Wants. Those are his two biggest hits. But there you go. Rick Ocasek, 1982, Beatitude. A record maybe you haven't heard of. Hopefully you haven't, because then I would feel totally alone. But all right, that's going to do it for the show here today. And, you know, I'm sorry that this was a week overdue, but, you know, I never mean to take that week off. It's definitely never a week off, for sure. And I have a ton of song ideas in the can, ready to go. A few I am almost finished with, so you should be getting a nice barrage of shows here for the second half of March. So stick with me here, and please recommend the show to any like-minded people, or just anybody you think has bad taste in music. Maybe you can help them out a little bit. This is my free public service. So go to cnjradio.com, home of Rock Strikes 10, home of the flagship The Wrestling House Show, which will be back in full swing in a few days, and also The Synaptic, a true alternative, hosted by the great Randy Brown, that guy never misses a week, pretty much, so uh, can't say the same about me, but check out The Synaptic. It's a completely different show from mine, and it's great because of it. Uh, he played this band on the show this week that sounds awesome. you got to check them out. They're called Nothing. Uh, but yeah, it's the first song on the latest episode of The Synaptic. 57, I believe. So, all right. Keep those emails coming, please. Like I said, joey at cnjradio.com. And there's Facebook and Twitter links on the Rock Strikes 10 page on cnjradio.com. So until then, have fun. <laughs>